Hello, now welcome to the show. Just before we crack on, I just want to double check. Do you want to get confident on camera, be irresistible to those you're talking to and speak online with confidence and ease? Well, grab my new online course, Calm On Camera, the pre-recorded series now. Over the course of four sessions, we'll be really getting clear on why it is that you're showing up online and how to do it in a way that works for you. So head to amylayton.teachable.com and enter the promo code IRRESISTIBLEPRESENCE for 10% off now. Hello, my name's Amy Layton and this is Irresistible Presence. Welcome back to series two. Over the next few weeks, I'll be uncovering what makes people tick, how they show up and what confidence means to them with a little smidge of my own reflections in between. I have some gorgeous guests coming up for you and I cannot wait for you to hear what magic they have to share. Now, to kick us off this week, I chatted to Jasmine Leanne Gasserell. She is a photographer, she's a YouTuber, a videographer, and also a mental health and body positivity advocate. And we just had the best conversations. Now, we did an Instagram Live just before we did this podcast. And actually, I'll pop the link to that in the show notes as well, because we we refer to it in the podcast itself. And we were able to carry on the conversation through the podcast where we chatted all things to do with mental health and social media, boundaries, or let's face it, lack of boundaries maybe at the moment, and also confidence. She honestly just has so much wisdom and so much truth. It was such such a privilege to get to talk with her, and I just know that you're going to love it. Ted, this is my opinion. This is what I believe in. It was a big step for me, and I got a lot of hate for it. But actually, I was just telling the truth of my experience. It's it's the truth I would tell someone if they asked me in person. So why not put it online? And then I think from there, now my journey is to tell the complete and total truth. Now, just one more thing before we get stuck in. I just wanted to let you know that Calm On Camera, the live series, is back on the 6th of July. Now, this is five weeks of live training where we combine purposeful expertise and community, leaving you confident and ready to speak online with ease. So if you're interested in wanting to show up, get visible and share your truth, whether that be personally or whether that be because of your brand or your business, early bird tickets are available now. I'll pop the link in the show notes for you. You can also head to my website, amylayton.com, and you'll also find them in the link in my bio on my Instagram profile at amylayton. So let's crack on with the show. All right, lovely. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the second series of Irresistible Presence, the podcast. I am so excited and we've got a slightly new format for you this series. So every other week, what we're going to be doing is I'm going to be welcoming a guest on and we're going to be finding out exactly what confidence means to them, their relationship with confidence, the kind of work that they do now that relates to it, and then some learnings as well that we can take away. So... I'm really, really excited to introduce my first guest, Jasmine Leanne Gatterell, um, who is a YouTuber, a photographer, a videographer, and a mental health and body positivity advocate. Jasmine, have I got that right? Yeah, that's spot on. Spot on. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so Jasmine, could you, would you mind just starting off? I know I've just kind of done a little bit of an intro for you, but um, we have just disclaimer just to people who are listening, we've just done a an IG live 
um, literally just before we've started to record this. And we have had so much to talk about. And I'm sure we're going to have so much to talk about today. But Jasmine, yeah, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself in your own words. And then I've got a little bit of a question that I'm going to start us off with today. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. No worries. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. And we had so much fun on the IG Live. We could talk for hours. So I'm Jasmine. I am 2B Wonderlust Creative on Instagram, 2B Wonderlust on YouTube. As you said, I'm a photographer, videographer, vlogger, bit of everything really. But my main goal in life is to champion this open conversation about mental health. And I have this hashtag, which is post the real you which I think is really important at a time like now. So my goals and sort of my initiative of moving forward is just I want people to feel like they can be their authentic selves online and that social media can be a safe space for everybody to express themselves, taking content and just sort of live a happier life and feel safe to talk about mental health, really. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. And something that social media and mental health and boundaries they all come into play with confidence um so much so just thinking then in terms of your relationship with confidence what does confidence mean to you so I've been on quite a long journey with confidence I think Mm. both you and I have been to drama school in the past I studied musical theatre so confidence was drilled into me if you're not at the front you're not going to get a job you know you have to be front of the audition front of the class know who you are so there was this real sort of um forced confidence and through time through my own mental health experiences sort of really breaking myself down to zero and building myself up again what I've learned is my confidence is this quiet calm solid security and self-trust in myself so my confidence is not necessarily loud and bullshit in everybody's face, but it's quite calm. And I know that whatever my decision is, my behavior, my relationship with someone or how I communicate, my life choices, I have complete and total self-trust that I'm doing the best thing for myself. So that's what I believe my confidence is, is this complete and total knowing of myself and trusting the decisions and the behaviors in my everyday life. I love that. (laughs) trusting your decisions I think that is something that I am so guilty and I'm sure other people listening to this as well are so guilty of not necessarily doing all the time and you know Mm. I'm I'm certainly so much of a people pleaser Uh, (laughs) we all are as women we're told I think as women we're indoctrinated to be nice be kind get on with everyone you know and actually like Sometimes you don't get on with people and that's fine, but it's about having the constant, the confidence and the self-trust to go, do you know what? You're not my kind of person. You don't have to be liked. You don't have to like everybody. That's a natural part of life. But having the confidence to go, this is not serving me. I'm not going to entertain this and stepping away as opposed to feeling this need all the time to just be nice to everyone, which you should be nice to everyone, but you know what I mean. (laughs) How how do you find it though when sometimes that might then if you're if you're being true to yourself and you are trusting your instinct and you're going with those decisions I think something that I can really struggle with is not wanting to cause conflict as a result mm-hmm. of that so you know if if whatever you're saying and whatever your instinct is telling you actually doesn't agree with somebody else because they're so used to you going along and be like yeah not a problem Mm. totally fine you know and as a result your boundaries become blurred how do you then how how does that work if you know it's going to create that 
that conflict to the other side. Yeah, I hate conflict. And although I am a very sociable person, I can really, I can talk to anybody. I can kind of get myself out of any situation I need to. I still hate conflict. It's not a nice energy to be around, but it is a part of life, unfortunately. And I think we are definitely not taught when we're younger how to deal with conflict, how to communicate. Not every conflict needs to be screaming and shouting. And I'm not a, I'm not a shouty person. It's not in my nature. But I do have this strength and this resilience. And there is this... Um, <laughs> sorry excuse me <clears throat> there is this I don't know what uh, the sort of technical term is but it's like the gray rock effect I think is what it's called so a lot of the time with the conflict is most people's behavior is based on their own uh, experiences and their own feelings so very seldom is someone uh, reacting to what you've just said it's completely against how they feel so a lot of the time with people's behavior you can sort of go do you know what that's a you problem but you're behaving like that because of your insecurities and your feelings. So one thing we can always do is just don't take it personally. Actually, that's their problem. And the second thing is, is say what you need to say. And then this grey rock effect is sort of, you don't have to be rude, but you just kind of be passive. You just go, okay, sure. You know, no worries. I understand. I hear you. So you stay very placid and you stay very calm. So then if someone else starts to get nasty or they start to get aggressive, you're not doing anything wrong. And it comes back to that confidence, that self-trust. If you have the confidence in what you're saying, you have the confidence to be yourself, be true to yourself, just be calm, be collected and say, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable with that. Sorry, I don't, I'm not comfortable with how you're behaving towards me, what you've said. And then when they, maybe if they do start to get aggressive or they do start to come at you, just play the grey rock, just go, okay, you know, no worries. And you kind of put it back on them. You become a mirror for their behaviour. But you've been true to yourself, you've been kind, you've been calm, and then everything else is on them. Mm, I love that. You just kind of, you say what you need to say and you say what's true to you and then however they react is out of your control. Yes. Everyone's entitled to reaction. I think that's one thing that we don't understand in life is like, if something happens, someone drinks something in the fridge that was mine, I'm allowed to be annoyed about it. I know it was an accident or you didn't know, maybe I didn't put a label on it. But I am entitled to be annoyed about it. Everybody in life is entitled to reaction. It may not be what we want. It may not be very nice. It may not be very comfortable. We have to learn to sit in these comfortable feelings and go, do you know what? You're entitled to feel that way or you're entitled to reaction. It may not be the reaction I want or it may not be a legitimate reaction. You know, some people fly off the handle, but they are entitled to go through a process. And if you don't give them anything else to feed on, what happens is, is someone can have a very nasty reaction. And you won't feel very nice for a while. But if you stay true to yourself, nine times out of 10, someone will go away. They'll think about it. They'll calm down. Even if they don't necessarily apologize to you, I bet you there will be some internal reflection. There'll be some regret. There'll be a bit of like, oh, maybe I didn't react to that as well as I should have done. And you're not going to get the gratification of someone coming forward and go, sorry, I wasn't very nice to you then because not everyone's brave enough to hold their hands up and apologize. Mm. But I think a lot of people do that internal work if you're calm and you're collected and you're level-headed mm. and you just allow people to fly off the handle because, again, that's a them problem. They mm. fly off the handle and react in an irresponsible way, not your problem. But you know that you can sleep well because you've stayed true to yourself. Mm. Mm. And you've you've taken responsibility for being able to put your thoughts and feelings out there and, and staying true to who you are. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think there is a responsibility for that. There's a responsibility to 
to be true to ourselves but say our thoughts and feelings because people don't know what you're thinking people don't know what you're feeling and to assume that people do is you're doing a disservice to them and yourself because again everyone's entitled to reaction but if you don't know how someone's feeling you don't know how they're going to react it's going to be a shock to both of you and this is often how people or situations come butting heads and how you have this conflict because we don't communicate especially as British people I think we have this keep calm and carry on you know tighten up the corset and put a straight face on and pull your socks up and all this sort of stuff and it's not very healthy it can be admirable in times you know and it is needed but it's not very healthy because this is how conflict happens because you just don't communicate and actually most conflict can be avoided if you just talk about how your feelings it might be uncomfortable but it's less uncomfortable than in three or four days time everything blows up and it's screaming and shouting or you lose a job or whatever you know it's this big cata- cataclysmic event mm-hmm. is that the right word cataclysmic no, cataclysmic no, yeah, there's, no, yeah. there's not there's not this <laughs> catalytic event actually you're better off having something that's 25% uncomfortable now and you just get your feelings out than it being 95% uncomfortable when everything just shit hits the fan (laughs) god that's so true that is so true and just thinking about the situation that a lot of us are in at the moment in terms of kind of being locked down and you know if there's something that somebody that you live with does that really frustrates you um how you're better, I guess, to, again, nip that in the bud and stay true to you. And if something frustrates you, be able to say it as opposed to letting shit hit the fan and it all blowing up a week later because it's just a build-up and a build-up yeah. build of events. And we can't assume that people know how we're feeling or what we're doing. So when you sometimes you can come away and go, cool, they were a bit sharp with me. Oh, that was done what their problem was. But actually, that's the thing. We don't know what their problem was because people don't tell us. Like, especially I've come home from traveling because of COVID. So I'm living at home with my family. I was meant to be living in New Zealand in a flat by myself. So life's very different oh, now than so how, how it was meant to be. I'm now back in my family home. And I've had to set boundaries with my room because it's my office. It's my downtime. It's my bedroom. You know, there's lots of things that happen in here. And it's not appropriate for everyone to just burst in my room with the cat every 15 minutes going, do you want a coffee? As lovely as it is, sometimes it's not appropriate. So (laughs) I took the time and I created a little sign. And one says, one side says you can knock and the other side says, you know, I'm busy. I'm in a meeting. But it's just about communicating, creating that boundaries. You know, I've just said to my family, you have to respect my time and my space and the fact that I have a job, you know, and I have meetings that can't be interrupted so and then you've I've avoided that conflict you know we've had times where they've come in and I've just gone look at the sign look at the (laughs) sign (laughs) you know and I'm entitled to be annoyed about it because they they haven't looked at the sign but equally now they don't get um the worst side of me because they know not to cross the boundary the boundary's there we've said it it's slightly uncomfortable to go look I've created a sign. Can we just stick to it? But that is going to be far less uncomfortable than when I'm in a meeting in four days' time, and you know, my mum bursts in with the cat. You know, it's it's so it's just about prevention's better than cure. You know, <laughs> that is brilliant. That is brilliant. I, um, I was doing a live last week in a group, and um, my fiance came in through the door into my office, and you could just see him peeking in. <laughs> And because of where I've, I have my camera, it actually, my camera looks onto the door behind me. So you could very obviously see him <laughs> entering the room behind me. And I just, because I hadn't 
because he he works and he was on a call before I went and did the live I didn't tell him that I was on the live so it's my own fault but I just kind of had to own it and be like and I'm I'm doing a live right now (laughs) so could you just um just go away and then turn and turn back to the camera and be like I'm so sorry but honestly I was absolutely mortified I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. And it was one of those things where I kept going throughout the live. And then at the end, when I pressed, you know, finish live, my face just dropped. And I just went, oh, you know, of all the things that could have happened. Because it was just like this tiny little sneak. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, people will respect the authenticity of that moment. We're all working from home. There's kids screaming and people knocking about everywhere. I think. People want that authenticity. You know, not everybody has a lovely private office that's like quiet and calm and there's like incense going all the time. That's not real life. People will respect that, but it's mortifying when it happens to you. <laughs> I know. That happens for everyone else. Do you remember that um, that BBC News uh, BBC News thing? What was it? A few mm. the interview where there was the guy who was being interviewed and behind his child burst into the room. Yes, I do remember that. Afterwards, and you watch that and you're like, why didn't he just own it? And get the kid and plonk the kid on his lap and carry on. Yeah. And then when it happens to you, you're like, you're desperately trying to cover it all up and you're like, ooh. You just freeze. You just freeze. (laughs) Yeah, panic mode kicks in and you're trying to – so it's quite interesting, I guess, you're trying to put out that idea of perfectionism and you're trying to put together that you're really professional and you're trying to keep that image and you're trying to put the best version of you out there. Yeah, you're trying to go – Reality kicks in. I think that's the thing as well, because when it happens, you just, it's so obvious, but you're trying to be like, um, excuse me, I'm kind of busy. And you're trying to be this really nice, smiley, happy version of yourself. That's totally fine. You've just come in on my meeting. There's nothing important going on here at all. And you sort of, you're trying to put on this false smile, but the, there's anger behind your eyes. You know, there's irritation in that face. It's like, you wait till later. You know, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> but it's so obvious. Everybody can see it. Everyone can see that you're like, oh, what, what are the chances of that? And everyone goes, oh, God. Oh, God. They're going to have words about that later. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We did. We did. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> oh, so then thinking about the work that you do in terms of um, your travel, actually, and your social media and your vlogging. What's your relationship been in terms of, I mean, I, I know this is something we talked about on the live, but what's your relationship been in terms of confidence and reality versus, you know, airbrushed, mm. beautifully, beautifully filtered photographs? And actually, I guess, I wonder if, because you mentioned your traveling as well, and actually I'd love to know more about that, um, kind of your experience with traveling and seeing other people from different walks of life. And has that added in anything into how you now go about putting out the work that you do I don't know yeah that makes sense so when I first started traveling about six years ago I'd um I did an internship I, I did a teaching English as a foreign language qualification I went out that's when I first discovered my love of photography when I went out again a second time to Southeast Asia I had a camera and I was like right that's it I'm going to create a travel YouTube which is where to be wonderlust came from and I'm going to create a travel Instagram and I'm going to be paid to stay in hotels for free and airlines are going to give me tickets I'm going to oh, do beach pics I saw and it was a real big big movement 
at the time as well this like tr- this idealistic travel but the thing is that people didn't see is that I had worked my ass off in a restaurant doing like 50 60 hours a week I was doing every job under the sun but I didn't want to show any of that you know I was traveling and traveling's amazing and it's beautiful and it is but especially backpacking and it's this is definitely something that you're truly understand if you've been there and you've done it everyone thinks it's a big holiday and yes it is amazing but it can be terrifying you can get yourself in some sticky situations it can be really hard to be eight thousand miles away from home you know there's your problems follow you where you go and especially you know someone who manages a mental health issue your problems still come with you even if you're in the sun and you're on the beach you're very far away from home you're in a place you don't know but I didn't want to show this I was like no I'm traveling and it's amazing and I was doing the same sort of content as everybody else. Lots of lovely pictures of me walking away from temple, you know, that that behind picture and you're like looking up at a temple and yeah. lots of beach pictures with my bum hanging out and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> but I just realised, like, it wasn't making anybody feel any better. It wasn't adding to anybody's life. And then the real catalyst was um, I was travelling with my sister at the time. We flew to Bali. And when we got to Bali at, like, 2 in the morning, my backpack just never came around the conveyor belt. And I just stood yeah. there and I was like, where's my bag like where's my stuff so thankfully I had all my camera gear and stuff on me I travel with that and just like my carry-on but my actual backpack it just didn't turn up it just wasn't there so then it was really difficult so we basically spent about three days being pushed around the airport from desk to desk to desk and we just couldn't get a clear answer of where my bag was thankfully I was traveling with my sister so she could I was wearing her clothes and had her products goodness it was just really really hard because I was like oh my god what do I what do I put out online? Like everyone wants to know about how Bali is, but like right now it's terrible. I don't have my clothes. No one wants to help me. Barely anyone speaks English. No one knows where my bag is. It, we ended up having, there was an alternative airline that wanted to practice their English. So they helped us. It was really sweet. Suddenly I'm in the back end of this airport having a live WhatsApp conversation with someone. It turns out my bag never left Thailand because I am, um, I travel. I mean, it seems, it seems really silly now, but I travel with them. Um, little sparklers because you can take some really nice pictures with them and and they'd registered this as like a firearm basically as 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 a dangerous explosive but no one no one told me you know I've checked my bag in I spent three hours in the airport and nobody told me that my bag hadn't gone through it was this big thing finally my bag gets on an airplane to Bali so it's like six days I spent just in this like, I'm not going to see my stuff ever again and your life's in a backpack your life is there and that was that yeah. was really the biggest moment and I did think I was going to have to get on a plane fly back to Thailand to get my bag and then fly back to, thankfully I didn't but you know I was in this sort of position and I was like nobody's showing this online nobody's putting out this sort of stuff you know six years ago people just there wasn't this authenticity movement and I was like, mm. hang on a minute. People keep going to me, you're so lucky, you're living the dream, you're living the life. And it's like, I'm privileged in lots of ways. But I worked really hard to get here. I paid for it myself. And guess what? Your depression follows you. Sometimes your bag goes missing mm. and you don't have your stuff anywhere. And you're worried, you know, your well, your money and everything. You know, just in it was this real moment of realisation of, actually, people want to see this. I traveled Bali. I liked Bali, but it wasn't my favorite place in the world. And I really didn't know what to to do because I thought, oh, if I put out the real truth, people are not going to like me. People are not going to want to watch my videos. And I put out Mm -hmm. a video called like My Honest Opinion of Bali. And at the time, it did really well quite quickly. I got a lot of hate on the video. I got a lot of people really attacking me and slating me, calling me a snowflake, and, you know, just really going against the opinions. And I said, this is my opinion, 
this is what I believe. And it was a big step for me. And I got a lot of hate for it. But actually, I was just telling the truth of my experience. It's it's the truth I would tell someone if they asked me in person. So why not put it online? And then I think from there now, my journey is to tell the complete and total truth that I know that was you know six years ago and across that time I've slowly gained more and more confidence in telling the truth and we talked about this in the live that actually my goal now is depth as opposed to width at that time I was doing follow unfollow and like and comment because there wasn't the algorithm and the rules on Instagram as there is now so I was Mm. trying to do I was doing a lot of that and actually now my follower account hasn't changed. It hasn't grown. The difference is, is the response that I get from the content I put out online of just real true feelings and emotions and what's going on in my day. And the, I wouldn't say the ugly side of life because there's beautiful things everywhere in the mundane. And, and across the six years now, I feel like so many people contacted me to say, I really needed that today. You know, I'm so pleased you've said that. I've been feeling exactly the same. But no one's brave enough to put it online. And I can see why, because I put my opinion out there and I got absolutely slated. But, you know, my bag went missing for six days and nobody wanted to help me. So I didn't start mm-hmm. off on the best foot. And slowly over time, as I've as I've really put out my honest opinion and my honest experiences people are grateful for the authenticity because travel vlogs are lovely but they don't change anybody's life like they might inspire you to go traveling but they don't teach you how to do it they don't teach you how to save money they don't teach you what food you need to eat when you get somewhere you know when I first arrived in Bangkok the smell made me feel so sick I didn't know what to eat I didn't know where to go I remember eating Oreos from a 7-Eleven and at the time I was still unwell with an eating disorder so it was even scarier to go still have issues and problems with food I didn't know what so then I'm like I need to eat but I'm scared to eat the Oreos you know it was just this it was it was a great experience for me personally because I thrive on being thrown in the deep end and it did push me but not everybody is like that. And some people need a bit more information or they need a little bit of a heads up before they get there. And that's when I realized, actually, I don't want to just put the same content out as anybody else because it doesn't change. It doesn't change anybody's life. It doesn't help anybody. And then, I mean, now it's not exactly the time to put out my five top tips for traveling Bangkok. Cause obviously we can't go anywhere. <laughs> but so that was really my journey to with the travel vlogging and now that I'm home you know my because the wanderlust is a German word and it means like the desire to keep moving the desire to show a lot of the time I think people use it in the context of hiking and trekking but it's this desire to keep moving forward and I think that applies not only to traveling but just in life we have you know we have this need to keep moving forward in whatever capacity it is whether our goals and achievements they don't have to be massive although social media convinces us they do Actually, the desire to keep moving forward can just be the fact that yesterday you didn't get out of bed and today you did, you know, and that's that's mm-hmm. just as important as getting on a plane and flying halfway across the world. Mm-hmm. That's my mind is just being blown <laughs> talking to you. Honestly, I am just, I just taking everything in. And I mean, I I'm just thinking about what you said in terms of how how that must have felt when you were traveling, losing your bag. And then that feeling, I went to Cambodia last year for um, a couple of weeks for a holiday. I've never been traveling um, apart from a couple of years ago when I decided that I was going to start. And so did India for a couple of weeks and that was amazing. But as a first time to leave the Western world, also an incredible culture shock at the same time. And I learned a lot. And then 
last year we went to Cambodia and we lost our bags. Our bags got stuck <gasps> in Hong Kong, broke the, the crossover, and we didn't have them for 48 hours, let alone six days. And feeling this pressure of trying to create all this content. And, mm. you know, I think I, I was very lucky in terms of people, people were actually really able to help and people were willing to help, which was incredible. Mm. Um, but I can't imagine to... I can't imagine to begin how that must have felt and then putting out how your experience really was and then getting that that backlash yeah but then I guess I mean what an incredible learning and what an incredible transformation to the work that you do now and I love that um that what you're saying in terms of width width not depth uh, right no, depth, depth not width, depth, not width. <laughs> depth, not width. that makes sense um but I love I, w- I love what you're saying in terms of that because you know again I think when we do show up online and we're putting ourselves out there there is that element of I need to get to 10k mm. I need to get the swipe up I really want that dream life of having brand send stuff to me so that I can you know review it and it's yeah. going to be free and what incredible life these people lead but actually you're totally right in terms of well what does that what does that lead to though does yeah. that actually engagement or does that change somebody's life I think also in a time like now you know we were living 24 7 busy 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 and it was such a virtue to go I'm so busy work's crazy it's this signaling thing you know as we go back to sort of tribal times there are that we have these signals to put out so that we can stay part of the tribe and we can feel included and this idea you know work to be a workaholic it's not a virtue you can't be a martyr because it's not a healthy way to live it's not a nice way to live I'm not saying you need to lay on the sofa every day because I think there's a lot of people that have been doing that now and realize that everyone goes oh, I just don't want to work I just want to get paid to do nothing and there's lots of people that are furloughed right now are getting paid to do nothing and you have to be careful what you wish for because actually suddenly we've taken away the commute we've taken away working and 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 all these other external elements we have with everyday life going out for coffee here posting that picture with a nice cocktail on a Saturday night we suddenly can't do these things right now and we are here with ourselves with our family in the circumstances that we've created for ourselves we're not running away from anything and unfortunately a side effect of that is we're just spending hours and hours staring in our phone and we're all guilty of it And that's not healthy, which is what we talked about on the live of taking responsibility for the content you put out and the content that you digest as well and you ingest. But now, who are we when we haven't got all our flashy stuff? Who are we when we can't just stroll into one of the high street stores and buy a new phone and buy loads of clothes? Who are we when we can't go out on a Saturday night and spend loads of money in a club or go to a fancy bar in London or go to Western Music? All these things that we do to sort of not necessarily show off, but... One, because we enjoy them. They they look good on the Instagram story. Who are we now that that doesn't exist? And I definitely had that when I was traveling. Okay, right, I've lost my bag. And I've had several times when I've been away and I've I've, re- I've relapsed into, because I suffer from bulimia um, as one of the, I have like a collective eating disorders that I'm in recovery from. But I relapsed when I'm abroad because suddenly like, what do I have? Who am I? Who can I show off to? Nobody. I'm by myself. I'm halfway across the world and there's an eight hour time difference and no one's going to be awake. <laughs> and then suddenly you're just faced with yourself or you're on a bus and you're in the middle of nowhere and it's 10 hours long and you don't have Wi-Fi. It's just you. Nobody knows you. Nobody speaks your language. You don't know where you're going. You just you just literally, the guy gave you a bus ticket and you were like, that sounds about right. You don't know when you're next going to eat. 
You don't know when you can next go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. You don't know where your water's going to come from because you can't drink tap water. So suddenly you're just with yourself. And right now we have the modern day version of that, of the fact that we're just with ourselves right now. So who mm-hmm. are you? What can you put out online? Are you the type of person that you want to be? Are you living the life that you're happy with? Are you pleased with the decisions? Because things either everything's a lesson or a blessing, I think. And I think failure is important. You learn from failure, 100%. It's all great people going, that was amazing. You don't learn anything from it. You just go, okay, that kind of works. But when things don't work or things are a failure or you trip over yourself, that's when you learn. And I think this time right now might be difficult for a lot of people, especially in their self-confidence, in the fact that they don't have these Mm -hmm. external things to boost their self-esteem or their ego. So I think their confidence may drop because they sort of go, oh, God, what am I without all these things? It's just me, mm. <laughs> just me. So then thinking, thinking in terms of thinking about our mental health, then if our confidence does drop at the moment, have you have you got certain things that, that you use? Have you found things, certain things that would help? Are there tips that you would give to people that they can kind of give, you know, give a go? Mm. What would you, what would you say so we, is worth trying for We that? touched on this briefly on the live. I think... If you're spending, say the the section is if you're spending too much time on social media and you're then coming away feeling worse for it, I think go through your followers, people you're following, sorry, go through the people you're following. Unfollow anyone who doesn't make you feel very good. Unfollow anyone that makes you feel like you're comparing yourself to them and then you're coming away in the lack. I think we do spend a lot of time in the lack mentality. I'd be happier if I had this. I'd be happier if I reached this goal weight. And I think social media can be a big... um, catalyst for that sort of mentality so unfollow anyone that doesn't make you feel good then make a conscious effort to find people that you resonate with people that you can identify with that maybe say the right things that make you feel good or they have um just a similar outlook on life or they they put out content that makes you laugh it can be as simple as that then I think the third step is if you're struggling with your confidence step away from social media and Netflix and all these other things just spend some time sitting with yourself. I think it was Pascal that said, majority of man's problems come from an inability to sit with his own thoughts for 30 minutes a day. I mean, don't quote, I think, don't quote me on that, but I think that's what it is. And I do believe that. I think that actually a lot of the time we lose confidence because then when we're suddenly faced with ourselves, we have a million thoughts come into our head. We're suddenly faced with so many things. Oh my God, what if this happens? What if that happens? What do I do now? Where do I go? I think take some time to just stop be with yourself, know yourself. There are so many good like journal prompts online, maybe do some journaling or just do nothing. Just sit with your thoughts, go for a walk, don't have your headphones in, don't go on social media. Just really get to know yourself, get to know all the corners of who you are, what your beliefs are, what your opinions are. Don't take in anybody else's opinions on Twitter or anything like that. Just get to know the real corners of yourself because then if somebody does come at you with something that you don't agree with about yourself or you come into a situation or maybe you say you lack confidence, you already know yourself inside out. There's nothing that someone can tell me personally that I don't already know about myself. I've been through a lot of therapy, both at the priory and holistic therapy, alternative therapy. So I'm constantly analysing myself. I'm constantly having to keep up to date with my actions and how I feel so that I don't relapse into a you know a, la- a bad uh, mental state. And that's something that I am in um, a habit of, but not everybody is. So when they do suddenly find themselves faced with themselves, it can be terrifying and it can be daunting because you might think, I don't really like what I'm looking at, but that's okay. Everybody goes through that. Everybody is insecure. Everybody is feeling these feelings. You may feel like you're the only one. 
everybody's nervous walking into a room. Everybody has bits about themselves that they don't like. But I think just knowing is half the battle. If you can just look inside yourself, know who you are, know what the good and the bad points are about yourselves, start to set yourself small tasks or daily challenges. If you get out of bed every day and you make your bed, you've made yourself three meals, you've showered, good on you. Not everybody can do that. I've definitely gone through phases where I cannot get out of bed. I've had to come home from work because I'm having a panic attack. You know, But so when I do get out of bed every day and I make my bed, I'm like, sick. I've just smashed something already and it's like 6 a.m. Good for me. <laughs> and then you start yeah. to, if you can set these small um, self-esteem building activities, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. doesn't matter what anyone else is achieving, especially in lockdown. Everybody's baking sourdough, learning Greek, doing the splits. <laughs> Actually, they're not really. They're just, they've probably just bought a sourdough and they've taken a picture of it for Instagram. You know, everyone's pretending to do all this stuff. I've got no interest in baking bread. I don't, I just would like to, eat bread that someone else has baked for me but I can look and go I'm not baking bread why am I god I'm rubbish I'm not achieving something with my day actually (laughs) if I really look inwards I don't want to bake bread I can't be bothered but we're already looking and going oh I should be doing that I'm not achieving that so I think to find confidence you just have to know who you are the good parts and Mm. the bad parts and everybody has them but that's okay because you're probably not as bad as you think you are I love that thank you (laughs) Um, so just one last finishing thought, what one thing would you tell your younger self looking back now? I think I'd love to just give my younger self a hug really is the main Mm. thing. I'd love to just give her a hug and be like, it's okay. The stuff that people said to you at school was not true. Okay. You're okay. But I think the most important thing I would tell my younger self is nobody cares we live in fear all the time of what people are thinking about us, what they're going to say. Are they judging my outfit? Are they judging my hair? But really, people don't care. Just let go of it. Let go. Everybody actually is more worried about themselves. Everyone else is focusing on the two centimetres around their head. Everyone's worrying what they look like, what people are thinking of them. Everyone's so preoccupied with their own stuff. You've got no idea what's gone on in someone's day. So someone might walk in a room and you'll go, oh, my God, they've just judged me. They could have just had some bad news. They could be struggling with mental health. They could have just had an argument with the girlfriend in the car. So they're in a bit of a bad mood. It's got nothing to do with you. But we instantly think that everything's on us. And I think I would just Mm. love to tell my younger self, like, just let go of what worrying what people think. Only now, I'm 24, so I'm still really young. But really, in the last sort of four months, I've just realized I don't Mm. care. I don't care if you think I swear too much. I don't care if you don't like what I have to say. Don't follow me. You don't have to. You don't have to listen to me. I talk a lot of rubbish. That's your responsibility, not mine. And to Mm. let go and not care is so freeing. So I would just give myself a little hug and just say, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Oh, thank you so much, Jasmine. Honestly, I just, I know I've said this to you before we started the podcast, but I just, I love listening to you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I feel like... You're just so inspiring and you just speak so beautifully and just so openly and honestly. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, it, honestly, it's such a privilege to have you here. So thank you so, so much. Um, can you tell us where we can find out more about you, where we can find your videos? Yeah. Where can we come in and see all your stuff? So on Instagram, I am at 2B Wonderlust Creative. So it's T-O-B-E Wonderlust. By the time you type in the W, 
I'll come up. So I'm on Instagram <laughs> at to be wonderlust creative and I'm on YouTube at to be wonderlust. Um, you'll see, I think I'm one of the only people with that YouTube name. So you'll come up, you'll see my face there, <laughs> but I post videos every Wednesday of a wonderlust Wednesday, which I just talk about different topics and thought patterns and feelings, things that are going on in the world. It's just a small bite sized thing every Wednesday. And then my videos range from running tips to a travel video to a Q&A like it's it's a real eclectic mix of stuff and they're very oh, good oh thank you it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of editing it's a lot of editing <laughs> no, 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 it's brilliant and um Jasmine's photography go and I was stalking her her profile um <laughs> photos are all incredible and you know your videos you just again you speak so fantastically and you share all that wisdom and all those learnings and I think mental health and social media and and confidence is just something that is so important at the moment mm. when those boundaries boundaries are blurred when let me start that again <laughs> when those boundaries are blurred um and I think it's it's an ongoing conversation that needs to happen yeah. and it's it's something that people are are starting to know more about mm. and people know about in principle but actually you can see it when it relates to other people, yeah. but not necessarily when it's reflected back on you. And I think it's just been really, really interesting to hear what you've had to say, because actually it's made me and I'm sure the people that are listening reflect back on themselves. Mm. Um, I am definitely going to take some time to reflect on who I am and what I'm putting out and, you know, how I can be more responsible in terms of, you know, the content that, goes out there and helping people to show up and be more visible and confident online mm. um so yeah thank thanks you so for much. having me it's been so much fun thanks <laughs> bye oh thank you so much jasmine honestly what a delight i'm sure you'll agree with me she just had so much wisdom to share and i just loved how her stories and her experiences how she spoke about those so beautifully and her mental health history and her traveling and how now she's really really putting those all together to be able to spread awareness for other people so go and check her out as i said i will also link to the ig live that we did it's now on my grid on instagram so i'll link to that in the show notes and if you are interested in finding out more about how you can show up with confidence and visibility and get yourself out there in a way that feels authentic to you don't forget to check out calm on camera the live series starting the 6th of july now at the time of recording early bird tickets are still available and actually i'm not entirely sure if i'm going to be running this training again this year so if you are interested and you do think it might be a good fit then do head to either the link in the show notes or to my website amylayton.com or to the link in my Instagram bio at Amy Layton to go and grab your ticket because it would be great to have you join and I would love to see you there. All right, catch you next week. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. As ever, if you did enjoy it, please do remember to rate, review and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to spread the word. And you can find the show notes for this episode over at amylayton.com. All right, have a great one. Catch you next week.